to divert from uh, celebrity gossip and Hollywood for a second and talk about something that our own boss is attending right now. It's the Consumer Electronics Show. Welcome back to the show. It's the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk. I saw some of the things that are happening uh, that have been released at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas right now. And I was like, "Ooh, yes, please let me have that. Oh, okay. Um, What'd you see? Well, I saw a TV that's actually transparent. Mm. So it looks like just a piece of glass, like, you know, that they use during the pandemic, some plexiglass or something like that. But so when the TV is on, it just looks like a regular TV, but it's not in a black box of any sort. You can see through it. Oh, cool. So you can kind of like those um, walls or, you know, like where you... It's like a bathroom or something, and you go in it, and you flip the switch, and then it, the <laughs> windows are opaque, so you can't see through them. Yeah. Is it like that kind of technology? I think so. It's kind of like a Minority Report, mm-hmm. you know, except it's not in the air, just suspended. Do you remember that movie? How yeah. they were like switching. Yeah. I, this is a visual thing I'm doing, but they were like going through tabs on But the when internet. the TV turns on, it doesn't look see-through. No, no. Yeah, it's like solid. Exactly. Um, how about, do you have any problems with, do you have a doggy door? No. Okay. But I know a lot of people do. Yeah. Now some people, um, have a problem with their cats bringing in dead mice. Oh, sure. Or just critters. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And so, uh, some people came up with this technology that actually recognizes if your animal is coming in with something dead. And it won't let them in the door oh God, until they hilarious. drop it. That's hilarious. Is it just a guy going, drop it, drop it, <laughs> over and over again? Well, how does, what's the technology? How does it know that? I don't know because I didn't, but I'm sure it scans the animal and like maybe, like we have, um, so weird, like a heat sensor thing that scans whether or not something is alive or something is dead. Now, if it's freshly dead, it's still going to have some heat to it. Yeah, but it's attached to your cat who's alive. So at what point, like your cat, because I was like, well, maybe it can detect smells or something. But I'm like, what if your cat was rooting around in something dead and then your poor cat can't get inside? <laughs> right. I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe, Still maybe, fascinating. Yeah, maybe they have actually worked worked out those kinks. Mm. Um, there's also an oven, and I need to hear take your temperature, so to speak. Oh, I see what this. you did there. It is an oven that can bake a cake in four minutes. Um, that's scary. Is it called like, I don't know, a microwave or convection oven? It's not a microwave. It actually says that it cooks meat like chicken or fish in a better way. I don't know how that is, but it's not as chewy. So it's like claiming to not only bake a cake in four minutes, but also your meat tastes better. That's what she, I know. I don't know. I don't trust. <laughs> I was careful. I'm being careful. Uh, I don't trust that, but sure, I would try it. Hey, look, I mean, it sounds like I wonder if they use pressure or something, because I'm just oh. trying to think of how you how do you cook something internally that fast? Yeah. Without microwaves. Um, I don't know. What's but, this one called? Um, this is uh, I don't know what it's called. Let's oh. see. I have three different articles open right now. It's all good. It's all um, good. Uh, so. There is I'll an, look it up later. There's another one that, and these are linked on our show links page. If you want to take take a look at any of these, um, there is a yard robot that cuts your grass for you. Mm. That is really awesome. I 
But if like you, a Roomba for your grass? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I'm surprised that we haven't had those. Yeah. You would have think that was like the first thing that once they figured out Roomba, like do that outside. <laughs> exactly. I bet you can't let your grass get too long, though. It'll well, also, I don't know it. that you want like uh, something with fast moving blades that can shear things off in seconds roaming around your neighborhood I'm, because if that thing like gets loose, loose all of a sudden neighbors dogs like kitty cats like you got to be careful ah uh, yeah um yeah that would be a really <laughs> be bad kind deal. of that'd be terrifying and you might get sued like maybe, um maybe they recommend it just for yards that have fences that would probably be the smartest thing yeah we continue to arm our AI or overlords that are about to yeah, take well, over. Yeah, well, I was going to say. Giving them more and more weapons to <laughs> like choose from. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're, they're going like, to disassemble and reassemble. When will robots become smart enough to overtake us? I'm like, well, what, the better question is, when will we become dumb enough for, for, <laughs> for those dumb robots to overtake us? Yeah, I think we're there. I think there are some people who are smart, but it's not everybody. <laughs> Mostly That's not That's a passive-aggressive way of calling out <laughs> people, people dumb. Most people are dumb. Well, most people aren't inventing <laughs> things like this. Um, then this one actually was uh, really amazing to me, and it felt the most futuristic, and it is called the Anora Magic Mirror. And this is, like, you sit down in front of this mirror, and yeah. in less than a minute, it learns if you have, you just look into it, and ha- it learns if you have an irregular heart rate or hypertension or a fever and then it takes that data and sends it straight to your doctor mm. so a, a diagnostic tool exactly it takes your vitals yeah. that now, makes sense it's actually it's like through the camera it detects the blood flow activity beneath the surface of your face's skin interesting it's i could see really that's very cool. useful especially when you call in for telehealth or yeah. telemedicine visits you know, then the doctor doesn't need to worry about, uh, you know, just asking questions about your symptoms. They mm-hmm. can actually read your symptoms. Yeah. That's pretty genius. And they can be like, I'm no, sure you don't cheap. have a fever. Quit lying. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're not getting pills. Nice try. You have to go to work. <laughs> There's also uh, people like to smoke their meat. Now they've invented a smart indoor smoker. Mm. That doesn't GE. get smoky. Yeah, it's a countertop device. It's uh, half the size of a mini fridge, and you can put anything you want in there, and then you pour your wood pellets in a hopper in the top, so it's just like a regular, but I don't know where the smoke goes. Yeah. I didn't invent it, so a lot of these things I might not have the answer for myself or you. Um, Let's see. What else here? There was one other thing that was really interesting. Oh, um, electric motorcycles. Yeah. I could see the need for those. Yeah, I mean, you basically just charge it, and it gets a full charge in 30 minutes, unlike an electric car that takes longer, like three hours. Yeah. That is going to save... Uh, that. The, I think that that is great for the environment. Oh, so for sure. I was really, really 100%. excited to see that. What was the thing that, when you looked through these articles, that you were like, oh my God, I want this thing? Because so far, I'm like, I don't know, would you have cared about the lawnmower or the electric motorcycle no because we, you want the i i think for you you probably yeah. want that mirror thing the, why do you I don't think know. i want a mirror no that mirror for the um uh, the the health the, yes yeah 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 because that would just like save so much time and money but what did you find interesting um i definitely no that was absolutely the top thing that i found interesting what i would want though that seems feasible is the lg 
TVs. Oh, the clear TV? Yeah. Why did you like that? Because it makes, you know, they were commenting on the fact that it just makes your room look bigger. Mm. It's just not this thing. It's like taking up. Yeah. But, you know, for it to fit the needs of MC, it would need to be 85 inches. That's your significant other. 85 inches? Who needs an 85 inch television? We have one. (laughs) Wow. That's huge. It is pretty big. You must have a big room. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's in our downstairs. There's really nothing else down there. It's like a TV. But you're not like right up on it. No. Yeah. No. Right up on it, huh? All right. Yeah, no, I, the TV thing, I, I don't, I want a disappearing TV. So I do like the idea, but I want a TV that like goes into a wall or something. Oh, So it's like, or it just like pops up. And then yeah. you can put it away. Like, I don't want the piece of furniture. That's the thing I hate about having to have a TV in your living room yeah. is that it's just this, like, when you're not using it, you know, it's just this clunky piece of furniture that's just sitting there. Because then you got to have a thing yeah. to put the TV on. And I used to babysit some people who had um, in their bedroom, they had a TV that would come up, raise up, so and then awesome. go back down. And that was, oh, my gosh, I was like 16. So oh, really? That definitely exists okay. for sure. Um, yeah. That would be amazing. All right. So you put these links on our show links page. I did. Yes. All right. So if you want to find out what uh, Dawn was excited about at this year's, um, what is that conference Consumer called again? Electronics. Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas, which is currently going on right now. Head to our show page at mytalk1071.com. And when we come back, Jonathan Majors <sighs> has done a major interview on GMA. And we've got thoughts about it, and we'll share them with you when we come back right here on Mike Talk. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Your chance to win tickets to see art at the Guthrie. That's coming up in this hour. And uh, if you want to go, just keep listening. Mike will have those tickets shortly. Well, we have to talk about Jonathan Majors and his big interview with GMA. Yeah, we didn't get to this, of course, yesterday because of the Golden Globes. But there is a full-length interview that GMA did with Jonathan Majors, who, of course, has been found guilty. I don't have his exact charges in front of me, but the charges are essentially, uh, or I should say... It's like the, aggravated assault and... Yeah, assaulting and harassing his ex-girlfriend, basically. And this is the first interview he's done. He was found guilty. The specific was one count of misdemeanor, third degree assault, and one count of second degree harassment. He was acquitted on two other accounts of assault 
and aggravated harassment uh, because there was a split verdict in that particular case. But he is facing up to a year in prison, if I remember correctly. And this is the first major interview he's done. Now, I have some thoughts about this because I came across a a publicist on the Internet, Dawn. And of course, Mm -hmm. people on the Internet say things. But before we get to her opinion about what this is all about, my first question was, this seems like an attempt to rehabilitate his career. Is he going to be successful? And uh, I had you watch like about a six and a half minute ish mm-hmm. clip of the interview. I have thoughts on whether he was successful or not. I'm sure you will have thoughts. But first, I want you to hear a piece of the interview specifically. Listen to the question the interviewer asks and the way Jonathan Major responds, and then we'll discuss. You're saying you didn't intend right. to injure her, right. but the result of your recklessness right. injured her. Right. Were you reckless? I was reckless with her heart. Mm. No. Not with her body. Not with her body. Well, a jury found otherwise. I thought that was an interesting question and answer. And I was like, wow, he has been coached with a PR person because that answer was so like quick. Mm-hmm. And it's such an attempt to say, yes, I made a mistake, but it's not the mistake you are saying. To which I responded, well, but it's not us. It's the jury that said you actually were guilty of those things. But. I go back to the first question I asked, which is, after watching that six and a half-ish minute interview, do you feel like this is going to help achieve his goal of rehabilitation? And that by, by that I mean his career rehabilitation, because his career really is in free fall at this point. I don't think this is going to help. I know that you have to, if you plead not guilty, even after the verdict, your lawyer is going to tell you, you have to stick to the story that you decided. You know, mm-hmm. um, the video shows otherwise. It's a grainy video, but it still shows he is a very big person and she is not. So it's just, you know, if you're in a physical fight with someone, you have to realize that you can overpower them and you can injure them. Whether or not he meant to or not, okay, but like you did injure her. Like the, it, he's claiming he absolutely did not. And even when she asks the question in another part of the interview, are so you are not responsible for her injuries? And are you not responsible for her injuries? And he said, I shouldn't have been in the relationship. Yeah. He's like, I am guilty of Making getting bad involved choices. with yeah. someone like this, which I found appalling. Yeah. Like, I should have not ever been in the car. And then he kind of diverts the topic to the fact that he shouldn't have been involved with her. And I'm like, okay. And then at the end, she lets him speak and she goes, so are you responsible for the injuries? He's like, I don't, I'm not yeah. responsible. I, you know, from a viewer's standpoint, when I watched it, I thought, mm, it doesn't pass the smell test for me, Bob. But I'm just, you know, somebody who read the story about the allegations, read what the jury decided, and then watched the interview and thought, well, I see what he's doing here, but it it doesn't answer any questions for me. Okay. Well, then I came across a publicist who does like TikToks and is like, as a publicist, I want to walk you through what I thought about this interview because I thought, well, here's because, again, these are the people and you and I pretend to be publicists on the radio occasionally Mm -hmm. for celebrities the, the question really is, 
will this help rehabilitate his career? Let's listen to, and I, uh, we can put the link on our show links page. Um, this young woman's name is Rachel Parrish, and she's, I think, a publicist in Chicago. And uh, let's let's hear at least the first half. It's not the whole video, mm-hmm. but about a minute of what she says okay. regarding the publicist take on Jonathan Major's interview. Here's what Jonathan Major's GMA interview tells me as a publicist. You need to understand that Disney owns everything but they own abc and marvel even though disney fired jonathan from marvel they gave him a prime time slot on gma which is on their sister network abc also owned by disney Mm -hmm. the interview opens up with a bit of a soft tone overall the questioning was not curt or pointed they even showed his injuries which were inadmissible in court or basically weren't allowed to be admitted as evidence this is a stark difference in their potential interview style when they interviewed Jesse Smollett after his controversy and Robin Roberts was not giving him any sort of peace or a lifeline. Instead, they gave him multiple cleanup opportunities and explained some of the biggest controversies that were out there, such as her injuries and his Coretta Scott King comments. They did include a quote from Grace Jabari's attorney, and if they do plan to interview her, it's interesting that they led with his interview first and not hers. Given that she provided a statement, I doubt that there's an interview coming. They also flashed to Megan Good on the side, which is not uncommon, but not very usual. It helps paint a picture of this successful partner who's standing by his side as he clears his name against this wrongful conviction. He also mentioned he thinks he found the one with her and Disney loves the love story. So she goes on to break down some pieces of the actual interview with the things that he says. And I was like, oh, this is see, this is why I love listening to people who do stuff like this for a living, because she's looking at it with a totally different lens. That lens, by the way, very familiar to those of us who like blind items, because we're always speculating that publicists and PR people and marketing people are getting in on why people are presenting and saying and doing certain interviews, et cetera. Oh my gosh. She's so right and brought up so many things about just in that one minute, things that I didn't think of. Yeah, like, same. Oh, this wasn't like a few side by side compared to other interviews. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the same. Well, and I did note the interviewer at one point, he says something and she goes, mm. and it was sort of an emotional, like, yeah, like uh-huh. I'm, I'm on your side. It was a choice. Well, mm. yeah. I mean, I don't know that the interviewer would say that, but that's certainly the implication. It was just a. I watched it then again with with after having listened to this publicist talk, watched it again and thought, oh, okay, well, maybe this is about giving him the opportunity in a public forum to give the studio the plausible uh, scenario by which to hire him again, reemploy him. Who knows. But we will tell you if anything develops in that regard. And when we come back, speaking of conspiracy theories, we now have to talk about Taylor Swift. When we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, My Talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. I just got my reminder text, oh, a couple days ago that I am due for an appointment. In fact, it just reminded me when my appointment is, which is one of the things I love about Dakota Dental. They're always on top of my appointments because... Let me be frank, I am not always on top of my appointments. 
maybe you forget to write things down or maybe you're just so busy that it's hard to keep track of everything, Dakota Dental will keep track for you and remind you before your appointments or when you're due for an appointment. That's the kind of service you should expect from Dakota Dental. When you're sitting in that dentist chair getting some of the best dental care in the Twin Cities or when you need them most, if there's a dental emergency or maybe you want to go on a dental journey, maybe you've got some goals to brighten your smile in 2024, do it with my favorite dentist, Dakota Dental. Right down in Apple Valley, super convenient to the metro, plenty of appointments waiting for you at a time that works. Head to dakotadental.com today. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Welcome back. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My talk 107.1. Taylor Swift. She's all the rage. She's talked she's about everywhere, every aspect of her life, what she eats for breakfast, what she's plotting and planning. What does she eat for breakfast? Um, I don't know. Probably like some fruit and yogurt, yeah. I would assume. A muesli. Muesli. <laughs> Grape nuts. Grape yes. Nuts. But you saw something um, in the New York Times. It was an opinion piece. Yeah. So, well, I actually saw... A page six article, because I don't want you to think I'm that high minded that even though I do read the New York Times on occasion, that's not where I started. I was starting over (laughs) at page six because that's where I am most days. Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift's team upset over invasive and inappropriate New York Times op ed speculating about her sexuality. I was like, "Ooh, what's this? (coughs) Excuse me. So I read the article and essentially it's like, hey. Taylor Swift's camp is apparently upset about this uh, op-ed piece over at the New York Times. And I was like, I don't know what this is all about, but I'm curious because why would the New York Times publish a piece about Taylor Swift's sexuality? And if they did, there was probably a good reason because New York Times, unlike page six, doesn't often just run to press with hot goss. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And also, you know, Taylor Swift has been the topic of blind items with, you know, with people speculating about her sexuality, as does happen with a lot of celebrities. That's like a common conversation topic in blind items, but people take that for what it's worth. Not much, a.k.a. gossip, right? Yes. However, so I go over to the New York Times. I read the 5,000 word (gasps) Op-ed by one Anna Marks, and in it, she essentially says Taylor Swift might have tried to come out um, at some point, but then ran back into the closet and in the meantime has been dropping a lot of hints in her music that she might not be a straight lady. 
That's essentially the thrust I got reading Anna Mark's opinion piece. However, uh, I also think people blew it up out of proportion, the things that she said. And we can talk about that because I think what often happens in the world is there's not enough like thoughtful conversation about what's actually going on. You just have people yelling about headlines. And if you just read it as New York Times uh, tries to out Taylor Swift, of course you'd be outraged because it's not for the media to decide when it's time for somebody to share their sexual orientation with the world. Mm -hmm. So that's understandable, right? Like I get why people would be frustrated about that. But then... Dawn, as we often do here in the world of uh, hot gossip, pop culture, celebrity, blind items, etc. I read a reaction from Taylor Swift's people and thought, that's interesting. I want to read you what her people said, because that's unusual to have some. So yes. you've got a, you've got hot gossip. You've got a celebrity. Most of the time they ignore these things, maybe because it was the New York Times, they decided to respond. So I want to read to you what they actually said. And let me get it up in front of me because I don't have it. Yeah, I do. It's right here. There seems to be no boundary. Some journalists, this is Taylor Swift's. Now, this was a this was attributed to a spokesperson or someone loosely connected to her, a source, mm. but not named. Okay. So this is somebody still speaking off the record, but officially to CNN. So not page six or anybody else, like a legitimate news outlet. Yeah. There seems to be no boundary some journalists won't cross when writing about Taylor, regardless of how invasive, untrue, and inappropriate it is, all under the protective veil of an opinion piece. Because of her massive success in this moment, there is a Taylor-shaped hole in people's ethics. Oh, that's a weird way to say something. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because my reaction was that seems like a pretty loud denial or denunciation or criticism about what really was kind of just a sophomoric, really verbose, overblown, reaching opinion piece in the New York Times. Mm. Like the level of attention and... um forcefulness in that statement seemed not uh, required by the opinion piece itself. What I mean by that is to say invasive, untrue, and inappropriate in the New York Times piece. If you read all 5,000 words, invasive, okay, I guess talking about her sexual orientation, not in a gossipy way, but like through her lyrics. Right, which is most of the piece. Yeah, this piece is not saying like she was with Carly Kloss on this date and they had a secret love affair, like, by the way, a lot of blind items would have said. Right. She's saying like in her lyrics, I'm hearing these like queer themes, as Mm -hmm. she would call them. So invasive seems a little much, a little too forceful. Untrue. Okay. Totally fair. Inappropriate. And I was like, why is it inappropriate for somebody who you know, wants to think about the queer themes of her music? Why is that necessarily inappropriate you may not agree with it you may think it's just a bad take but inappropriate doesn't seem necessary it seems like very 2005 you know as far as like in a response because it kind of i don't know it seems like they're saying that being queer is inappropriate 
if she was. Well, that's know? that's where I get my feathers a little ruffled. Like, I bet if you ask Taylor, she'd be like, you know, I'm sure she doesn't like the blind items and the gossip, but I don't think she likes it any more or less because it, it is talking about her sexual orientation than, say, who she's dating or what song lyrics say about the men she's allegedly been with, right? Like, I don't think Taylor yeah. Swift would be that concerned but when i see this statement from her people i'm like like yeah. i mean just kind of a why are you picking this moment that's what yeah. it kind of seems like it could be yeah definitely and maybe it's because they thought they had to respond because it was the new york times yeah. which puts more legitimacy to it but it then that's just going to keep piece. that's going to keep people talking though about exactly. it because by the way that's why i read the story and that's why we're now talking about it on the show i will say for those who actually want to read this the the opinion piece. Yeah. You don't have to read the whole thing to get a sense of what she's doing. Um and she's really just like in reading it, she's really just doing things that everyone does about other easter eggs that she throws out there. Like, well, that's the other thing is I didn't like, think it was so preposterous to no. to think that she had hid some easter eggs about you know, romance. Like who cares if Taylor Swift did have a love affair with a woman? Is anyone going to care or be surprised? I know. I live. I'm not naive. People will, but in in the world that I live in, I don't know that that would be the most shocking news ever. Exactly. Yes. And also, it doesn't mean it doesn't label you like oh, for the rest of your life. She's a lesbian, <laughs> right? She's a bisexual woman lover. Yeah. Uh, Mike. Yeah. Before we get too far, and we could go deeper into this. Mm-hmm. You suggested that perhaps there was a blind item. Well, you were also, if you continue, when you continue reading that, there's a little shot that's taken at one Sean Mendez. Yes. yes. The, the comment that is made later on in that article is this article, this is the person from Taylor's side. The article wouldn't have been allowed to be written about Sean Mendez or any male artist whose sexuality has been questioned by fans. Oh. That was one of the statements made in there. Well, here's a little blind item for you. Let's, uh, Go ahead and Roll that make beautiful view this footage. official. This A plus yeah, list yeah, singer yeah. is upset about an article discussing her sexuality. Isn't she the one who threw the North of the Border singer under the bus about his sexuality just to dis- distract everyone from her own issues? What? Oh my! So that's saying I, I think it's just saying that again in the comments that you just heard there that they it's brought really him strange up. that they brought him into oh! it. Well, I mean, he kind of just awesome. caught a stray bullet there in that statement. Like he had nothing to do with this. Right. You're right. So what Mike just to reiterate what Mike is saying is. Also in this denial by her people through CNN, a confirmed source, according Mm -hmm. to CNN, her people are throwing Sean Mendez under the bus about his sexuality because it has been a topic of conversation. What's also interesting about that is that the um, the context is they're saying no one would be talking would do this think piece about Sean Mendez sexuality. However, that is belied by the fact that this very same author (laughs) wrote an entire opinion piece, wait for it, in the New York Times about, okay, not Sean Mendez, but... Harry Styles! Yes! Oh, yeah. So, like... So, like, yeah, they It's have. a bad analogy, and also... You just threw somebody else under the bus. That's yeah, fascinating. Yeah, Sean Mendez is just Again. running with his shirt off and running cannon. He's like, what? <laughs> you know? Again, just to be fair, I don't care. This is not a topic of conversation other than... You know, like we could have a whole, a whole, uh, not philosophical, but like 
thoughtful conversation about the politics of outing and what that actually means, because it's a very specific thing. Mm. I'm just talking about pop culture and the double standard. And I think that this author, who, by the way, I did not care for this piece. I thought she was reaching. And it also seemed like at the end of the day, she was a super fan Mm -hmm. that wants something to be true about Taylor Swift. I'm just like to her people, there's nothing wrong with people speculating or wanting Taylor Swift to be a certain kind of person for them. Because people do that all the time to the people that they care about and are fans of. Oh, for sure. We apply ourselves and our own stories onto other people. So I don't think it's as, as, uh, yeah, I mean, necessary to be forceful against as they've made it. For sure. I mean, how is it any, it is different because nobody should be outing anybody. That's their own choice and decision. We want to be clear about that. But how many times do people speculate on, this is the guy that she wants to yeah. settle down with and have children with. Yeah. That's your thoughts and opinions because you have a timeline for women. Yeah. And you think that now is the time for her. That's a very good point. So speculating about that. Yes. And uh, and my whole point was like, it's okay to speculate. There's nothing wrong with the potential for Taylor Swift to find a, a woman in her life to be worthy of a romantic relationship. Like that would not be the worst news in the world. Oh my god. I would think it'd be pretty awesome anyway. For sure. If you want to read that New York Times piece It's it's good a, luck to in you. Our show good luck to you, but it's a you lot. You can get to it. It's a lot. If you're a Swifty though, I will say again, she's really just breaking down a lot of lyrics and sort of like connecting some dots, but yeah. I, it feels very much like what Taylor Swift fans do all the time. Mm-hmm. With other Easter eggy things, you, you reference I mean, yeah, Easter eggs. Absolutely. I mean, I just read a whole thing yesterday about that her fingernails at the Golden Globes were a clue. What were they a clue of? I don't know, but they're trying to figure it out. <laughs> she has on fake nails and they're like, wait a minute, her reputation album is about to come oh, out, her yeah. new reputation album. Well, speaking of and that, does that mean they're fake nails? So they're trying to make it because she never wears nails. In the next segment, in addition to we have to get to Celine and Timothy because there's uh, there's been breaking news in that story mm. about them at the Golden Globes with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. We also need, need to remind the audience that we are going to talk about a Taylor Swift story allegedly she's written a whole damn movie that's right so we're gonna get to a lot of stuff at the end yeah. of this hour and the next hour here on the adventures of bradley Dunn. stick with us we'll keep you up to date the adventures of bradley and dawn my talk 1071 still talking about the golden globes it just happened sunday and there's so much you know first we get the awards themselves and how people feel and then we get all the juicy stuff that starts to trickle out throughout the week um there was an incident with selena gomez and Taylor Swift, um, you have more insight into this than I do because I haven't actually gone into the detail of the lip readers. Yeah, well, thank God for lip readers uh, <laughs> because I don't know where we would be. And also thank you for all the funny people online who have added words to what allegedly amounted to Selena Gomez talking to two friends, one of which actual Taylor Swift, about a moment that... Uh, has now sort of like taken on a viral story of its own. Mm -hmm. Allegedly, she asked them for a photo and uh, Timothy said no. That is, Selena asked for a photo with Timothy and or Kylie (laughs) and he said no. And then her friend is like, Timothy? And they're all like, oh. And so that sort of went viral, right? Yeah. Well, we don't know. I mean, 
if you read what the lip readers have to say about it, let me see if I can get the actual. He didn't want a picture with me. He said no. And that's when, uh, what's her name again? Sperry, Sperry, Sperry. Uh, Kay- Kaylee Sperry. She was the third person in that experience. Is so it was Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez. The Sperry shoes thrown? No, I forget who she is again. But anyway, the three of them are together. Miles Teller's wife. That's right. Miles Teller's wife. Okay. And so she's like, Timothy? To which then you see Selena nod. So that's sort of the story the internet is telling themselves, that Timothy dissed Selena Gomez. Okay. Well, now TMZ has caught up with Timothy Chalamet. And (gasps) I want to pay special attention, uh, or I want you to pay special attention to just the wonderful nature of this paparazzo. Paparazza. It's a female. Let's have a listen to her encounter. Uh, she's encountering Timothy and another woman. I don't know who the woman is on the street. How you doing? Hey, did did you deny Kylie? Um, They're walking fast. Yeah. Did you deny uh, Selena a photo like everyone's reporting? Can you shut down the rumors? Would you ever deny Selena a photo? He's is it ridiculous? No? What are the chances? What are the chances? That you were, were you just hanging out there? Yeah, I was waiting on DDG. On who? DDG. <laughs> just had a baby with Hallie, baby, Bailey. Just hanging around. Can I ask though, can you shut down the rumor? You gotta go, uh, you gotta go, you gotta go. You're still walking. Back to DDG. <laughs> what, are you and Selena cool? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you are? Does, does Selena and Kylie have any beef? Is that outrageous? No. They don't? Or, what are the chances? What are the chances? How you were just hanging out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you guys, but they're good, right? Thank you. He says, yeah, Good yeah. to see you. So I actually loved this interaction because, first of all, you know, paparazzi interaction a lot of times are trash. And it's just you feel bad for the celebrity. You also feel bad for the paparazzo, or at least I do, because I think, like, what what is what is the world about that you have to, like, make a living doing this, which you know he do, that he usually doesn't want to do, right? Yeah. But this woman was, like, super, like, she was just real casual, like, hey, come on, <laughs> tell me. And he's, like, trying his best to, like, just not say anything. But uh, through her, you know efforts she gets like no there's no beef no there's nothing to see here and whether that's true or not i don't know <laughs> right i just thought that was adorable and, and I, I also like her just voice. her attitude was just so positive <laughs> who does she like, come sound on. like uh, come on it's like natasha leon no. no um but she's got a real she's got a squeaky, really nice voice yeah cute voice but a little hoarse too right yeah like she's got a little timber he's in been there. yelling at at celebrities across the street and i also love that he calls him out like oh what are the chances that you just happen to be there which I love because it totally tells the story that we've always told about like the paparazzi like there's never a chance it turns out though it sounds like she was waiting for somebody else and he just GDG, popped out yeah who just had a baby with which we Allie have been Bear. talking about so I think Allie that's Bailey. totally plausible even though he doesn't seem to buy it yeah but she's just an opportunist I liked it she really went for it like eight times so good for yeah. you yeah I'm giving and, her a raise and they're walking the whole time yeah so she's filming, talking, moving, and not being like up in their face 
like super was she bad. wearing a steady cam like what I don't in know, the but hell like, that that was like some ample work and but timothy and whoever he was with they just kept moving 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 yeah fast walk fast walk now i did want to go back to taylor swift because that's one of the other cleanup things we have to do mm-hmm. from the golden globes everybody was talking about how she left Yeah, so there were all of these um, reports that Taylor Swift bounces early from the Golden Globes after an awkward loss and a Joe Coy joke that she didn't like. Um, Okay, and then Elle magazine comes in and says, guys, she didn't leave early because she didn't win her category, which is cinematic box office achievement. and Barbie won for that. Yeah. We saw that adorable concert film did not win. speech from Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie where they were like, and we really love it. Yeah, we really love it. Thanks so much. It's fun. Thanks. It's fun. It was just, I don't know. There was something really fun about yeah. that um, yeah. acceptance speech. But, you know, the tabloids want you to believe that she was really mad and pouty yep. that she didn't win. Um, I don't know if you saw her, but she was uh, drinking drinks. And she had to go to the bathroom. She went to the bathroom after her category was announced because you have to wait. I mean, one person didn't. I don't remember who it was, but they were called out by like Christopher Nolan or someone like, I don't know where he is right now, but it's like, ooh, it's embarrassing. So she went to the bathroom and then she did not come back to her seat. She just watched it from the back of the theater i just always love these stories because what happens typically is somebody watching goes oh where'd taylor swift go she must have left early and then the internet most of whom didn't watch well and let's they talk about tabloids taylor swift. tabloids will you know take that moment turn it into clickbait and suddenly you know the world is you know belly aching about how taylor swift was ungrateful for not winning or something right and, and you when you actually drill down you realize oh no she was just going to the bathroom you guys like yes there are times when or, the conspiracies are true. But then there are times when she just had to pee and, and then decided to hang out backstage. And I wouldn't blame her, by the way, because everybody's just constantly like, what's looking she at her? What does she look like? What's she doing? I mean, this proves, you know, the, the numbers were way up. It was 50 percent more than last year for this broadcast. All of the speculation online from all the Swifties, it proves that a lot of people tuned in to see her oh for sure which definitely helped the ratings. which i also and then not surprised that people are gonna like come up with stuff like this but you know think about it for five seconds before you you know go crazy i also think the whole thing about the joke that he made was overblown it was yeah. just a bad joke but it wasn't like like she has a sense of humor and she also realizes she's a professional in a professional moment she's not like, there were so many people that didn't laugh at his jokes. I don't you know what I mean. I, yeah, and it was—I mean, it wasn't the only bad joke. Yeah, there right. Were lots of them. Um, and then they also mention. Uh, so she didn't completely leave, but she did leave 15 minutes early. Which I'm like, wow. that's just smart. I'm sorry. I, I'm leaving before the crowd <laughs> is out there. I'm leaving through the back door because I'm Taylor Swift, and I actually don't want to be in this green dress anymore. Yeah. I don't want to be out all night. She's a busy businesswoman. And she's she has bus- to get busy to bed. Businessing. Yeah, you know? she didn't go to bed. I'm I don't sure I was... don't think she went to bed, but she didn't want to be in the big mix yeah. and crowd of everyone. Whatever leaving. her choice. She can do it would it. put it's an fine. extra hour. Like if you leave a concert fifteen minutes early. Yeah, but then you miss the best part. Uh, sometimes you're like, Okay, I'm fine with this. Yeah. Yeah, that was good enough. 
So I applaud her for leaving early, actually. Mike, we don't have time now, but I do at some point this week want to hear about this whole Argyle conspiracy that Taylor Swift wrote it. We've got a new development because the first book has been released. So we'll chat about it sometime soon. All right, well... Paul Giamatti is going to eat an In-N-Out burger, and then maybe we'll get to this conspiracy theory when we come back on the other side of this in our third hour on Tuesday's Adventures with Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 107.1.